The Old Testament reading is from Job, the 19th chapter. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead, they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold, and not another, my heart faints within me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. This text will also serve as the basis for the sermon this morning. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise? And they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, and stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We pray. Jesus lives, the victory's won. Death no longer can appall me. Jesus lives, death's reign is done. From the grave will Christ recall me. Brighter scenes will then commence 
and this shall be my confidence. Amen. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on this most blessed Easter day. The text for this morning's message is the gospel reading that was read to you from Luke chapter 24, but I'll just highlight these words that the angel spoke to the women. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. This is our text. Every year, thousands of pilgrims climb a mountain in the Italian Alps, passing by the stations of the cross until they finally get to, a, to an outdoor crucifix. One time, the tourists noticed an indistinct, indistinct trail that went beyond that cross. And fighting through the thicket, he eventually found himself standing before a shrine that represented the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The shrine was neglected and it was overgrown with brush. Visitors had gone so far as to going to the cross, but they had not gone on to the tomb, so to speak. They'd simply stopped at the cross. The story of Jesus Christ as our Savior does not stop with his death. As essential as Jesus' death on the cross is for our salvation, it is just as crucial for our salvation, for our victory over sin and death, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And see, our Lord Jesus Christ is not dead. We worship him and we serve a living Savior. And so today we proclaim he is risen. Risen indeed. Hallelujah. During the next six weeks of the Easter season, we're going to explore the indistinct trail that leads beyond the cross to the tomb. And fighting through that thicket of the worldly philosophies and pagan lifestyles that mock or ignore or deem irrelevant the empty tomb, we're going to revisit again and again Jesus' vacant tomb. We're going to worship and we're going to adore the one who said of himself, I am the resurrection and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And hopefully we will slow down the pace of our lives so that as we journey beyond the cross to the empty tomb, as we explore the meaning of Easter for us, we will live in the light and the joy and the hope and the power of our Lord's Easter victory. Again, Jesus gives us reason to proclaim today, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. On Good Friday, we hear very disturbing sounds. We hear the pounding of the hammer as spikes are embedded into our Lord's hands and feet. We hear his agonizing cry, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We hear Jesus gasp his final breath before he lays his head down and dies. We hear the weeping of his mother Mary and the other women who are at the base of the cross. But on Easter morning, we hear different kinds of sounds. On Easter morning, we hear the sounds of life. We hear the excited chatter of people as Jesus' tomb's message is spread from person to person to person. We hear sounds of joy. We hear sounds of hope. We hear sounds of power. 
One of the powerful Easter sounds that we hear is that that of the rumblings of a rolling stone. The Easter story tells us that as the women journeyed to Jesus' tomb in the early hours of Sunday morning, they realized that the rock blocking the entrance to the tomb is impossible for them to move. Who will roll the stone away, they ask. Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? You see, it is a rock that virtually only about 20 men can actually roll once it's embedded in the ground as it would have been on that day. But as the women scurry through the ravines and through the valleys, they feel the shaking of the ground and they hear the rumblings of an earthquake as rocks split. Matthew tells us in his gospel that there was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. The soldiers were so terrified by this earthquake and the sudden appearance of angels that were told that they shook and became like dead men. And so when the women arrive at Jesus' tomb, they find the stone rolled away. Jesus' tomb is empty and they're absolutely perplexed. What might have happened to the body of our Lord, they asked. Have the soldiers taken Jesus away? And then two angels appeared to them. And they asked them, Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men? That he must be crucified and then on the third day be raised to life again? And St. Luke tells us in his Gospel that they, that is the women, remembered Jesus saying those words. One Bible commentator writes, to find the tomb empty may seem to be finding nothing. But in finding nothing, the women will make the greatest discovery of all. They will discover that Jesus is risen. And so retracing their steps back to Jerusalem, these women evangelists find the other disciples and they recite the news received from the angels. They say, Jesus is not dead. He is alive, just as he promised. Hallelujah. That's good news. You see, the author on death and dying, Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, writes, man has conquered space, he has made great technological advances, but he cannot conquer death. Someone has said the dust of death is on all things now. Plato, the philosopher, said that life is a preparation for and a meditation upon death. I mean, don't we find ourselves experiencing death already? In the dreadful anticipation of death's eventuality and also the recognition that our life will come to an end as we know it. And so despite billions of dollars being spent on medical care to prevent our death or at least to delay our demise, graveyards are common places where we bid farewell to those we love because we know that death is inevitable. The grave is our final resting place. But listen. Listen. Do you hear the rumblings of the stone rolling away from the entrance of Jesus' tomb? Do you hear the angel's question? Why do you search for the living among the dead? He is not here. 
He is risen. Do you hear the excited chatter of the women and the apostles who saw the living Lord with their very own eyes? You see, the rumblings of the rolling stone remind us that Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of all of those who have fallen asleep. For as Adam all will die, so in Christ, the Bible tells us, all will be made alive. The rumblings of the rolling stone assure us that death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting, of death is, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, Paul writes, for he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the rumblings of the rolling stone promise us that therefore we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. That's good news. Jesus gives us reason to proclaim this morning, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus' followers are encouraged. They're filled with hope. They're comforted in their grief and given power to overcome life's trials by the reality of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. I mean, I could tell you story after story of story of how Christians have been sustained in their faith because of the fact that they know that Jesus is alive and with them and that he has conquered death once and for all. But one such person I'd like to tell you about is Lois Walford Johnson, who heard the rumblings of the rolling stone and knew that death had been vanquished. You see, Lois grew in faith and prayer as she struggled with breast cancer. After a mastectomy came chemotherapy, And as the dosage increased, she said, joy and all sense of aliveness that I normally experience vanished, leaving me feeling dead inside. And during those difficult, dark days, she sustained her faith by pinning a card on a a curtain above the kitchen sink that said, the Christian faith is a walk of faith, not of feelings. And so Lois prayed. She read her scriptures. She worshipped her Lord. And she trusted God that no matter how she felt, he was still with her. The book describes her walk, or the book that describes her walk is entitled, Either Way, I Win. Either Way, I Win. She had her life with God, whether she continued to live here on earth or if she lived in heaven. You see, she knew that Jesus lives. She knew that Jesus promised her everlasting life. So whether in life or in death, she would be with Jesus. And that's what sustained her through her battle. Oh, that all people would possess such a faith in our living Lord. But many people refuse to believe that which they cannot understand. Even Jesus' disciples were skeptical of the women's news and were told did not believe because it seemed like nonsense to them. And honestly, the woman's story did sound like an old wives' tale, doesn't it? I mean, who's ever heard of someone rising from the dead who's been, who's been flogged and crucified and then pierced through the heart with a, with a spear? But So skeptics still abound. Stones of unbelief seal their heart. But by the grace of God, the sound of the rumblings of the stones of unbelief being removed from unbelieving and doubting hearts can be heard every day all around the world as the Holy Spirit brings skeptics to faith in Christ through the witness of Jesus' followers. 
And that's what's happened to us. In our baptism, or the witness of a Christian, the Lord has removed the stone of unbelief that once sealed our heart. And by the grace of God, we believe. We believe that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. We believe that Jesus' tomb was empty on that Easter morning. We believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We believe that he will resurrect us from the dead one day. And we believe that we will live with him in the glories of heaven. And we believe that those who have already died in the Lord are enjoying paradise. Throughout this Lenten season, during the midweek Lenten services, we focused on the theme, Do Not Be Afraid. And today, the Easter message is, Don't Be Afraid. Don't be afraid of dying. Don't be afraid of death itself. Instead, listen. Listen to the sound of the rumblings of the rolling stone from that first Easter morning. But you see, those rumblings are the sound of life. The tomb is empty. Our fiercest and most terrifying ever-present enemy, death itself, is defeated. You see, Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. And now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until the very end when you're received into the glories of heaven. Amen.